Are we doing the jet? Yep, jet. Jet ski? No! You know it. He's taking the jet ski all the way to America, baby. Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the only Survivor podcast that lies about how we actually record the podcast to make ourselves feel better that we actually don't know how we're doing. We might be crazy, but we're not going to tell ourselves we're crazy. I'm your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Darren Sheldon. Darren. My craziness was always a long-running bit that had no basis in reality. That's, I mean, you're telling somebody you already know, so <laughs> how you doing, Darren? I am okay, Stephen. <laughs> my nose is leaking. Yeah, it's... That. I partied for five days, and my apartment's a mess. <laughs> you have gone through probably a, a tissue box and a half here in the last hour. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> I am going to be really upset when you inevitably get me sick. I think it's just Wook flu. I don't... Uh, explain to me what that is. <laughs> so, I was at a music festival this last week called Electric Forest. Was it fun? It was. I told you a lot of things off mic that I will not repeat on mic, but I had a great time. Basically, you camp in the woods, and there's a giant festival ground that's also in the woods. And uh, it's a party that goes from, like, basically it can go 24 hours if you want it to. But for the most part, like, events start around, like, 3 p.m. inside the festival grounds and end around, like, 3 to 4 a.m. And then you can always, like, do after parties and stuff at the RV park, but... I am a sleepy guy and did not do that. <laughs> it was awesome. I good. I love a good bender. I love a good I love a good party. I had a I had a great time. Party on Wayne. Party on guard. <laughs> Jared and I haven't seen each other in well, we have seen each other, but we haven't recorded in a while, so it's it's a little weird getting back in the habit. And now we have just a long ass episode to record. The last time we saw each other we recorded. It's true. Which was a week ago. It was a week ago. It wasn't as long as we thought it was going to be. True. But it was still longer than it usually is. And I, it's not like we didn't talk for a week. I did text you, you did. while very intoxicated. Yes, that is true. I do have the messages to prove it. <laughs> Stare into the time cube, Stephen. Ah, uh, speaking of things that I have the messages to prove, emails! If you want to email us, feel free to do so, SurvivorTBT at gmail.com. Message us on Twitter, at SurvivorTBT, or Reddit U slash SurvivorTBT. I'm going to grab a quick chunk of emails, just to prove to you that we do actually have the emails. Mm, We're gonna chunky emails. Mm, chunky. But we'll keep. We'll continue get, to get the other emails as we go along here, I swear. First email from Josh, and I know I'm going to get this a lot here. My credibility as a Survivor superfan has been thrown out the window. Why? Of my own volition. From Josh... Alex Bell is married to Kim Powers, who is on Survivor Africa. So she is oh. known in the current Survivor TBD canon. So yes, Alex is married to Kim. I said it was a future contestant. That's cute. I read incorrectly. I mostly just don't care about people's personal lives outside of the game. That's that's my fault as a Survivor fan. But we, we still want to have the interesting information. Yes. I want to be correct. It's not like there's... Steven, I'm sure there's no other Kim that will play that you could have gotten them convinced with. It's certainly not a very common name. I'm pretty sure I just, I read the the information. It was like, Alex married to Kim, uh, also a Survivor contestant. Probably says previous, and I went, 
Ah, yes, future contestant. Ah, right yes. Right in my brain. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Also from Josh, the contestants do get to keep the auction money. Depending on how far ahead you are when you read this, you can bring it up at the auction. The auction money that was left over got burned up in the fire. That's fucking hilarious. That sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Oh, butch. Uh, from Tyler, also roasting me. Honestly, a little surprised that you made this mistake, but Alex's wife is not a future Survivor contestant, but young Kim from Survivor Africa. To be fair, we do everything we can to forget Survivor Africa. <laughs> you do, I don't. At the time, you mentioned that she marries a future Survivor contestant, but we're going to say who it was. So, there you go. I fucked up. <laughs> Regarding auction money, you actually do get to keep the unspent money. It's brought up in a future season when an, a really eccentric Survivor contestant isn't bidding on anything because he wants to save the money for car repairs. <laughs> Wild. But I don't think many people would be tempted to try and keep it because everyone gets money for being on the show. Right. Yeah. With, at the time, First Boot getting $2,500 and final seven purses are much higher than that. It makes sense why people... Sometimes they're just like, no, I just want to stay on as long as possible. Yeah. Because if they don't think they can win the million, it's like, yeah, keep me around three more days. Give me more money. Give me that money. So it's it's hard to be tempted by, like, $500 when sure <laughs> there's bigger money at play. Yeah. And you're starving. And you're starving. True. Thank you, Tyler. Good stuff there. It Let's... does make it a little more real, though, that you spent $180 on a cheeseburger or whatever. Because, like, it's not like that's $180 in play money that would just go away when you left the show. Like, that is money that would be in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> email from Carl. Carl, the episode 1011 email. Don't mind at all that you're not responding to emails for now, but that's not going to stop me, and I appreciate that, Carl. Love Matt's vocabulary. I thought the behavior was incomprehensible. <laughs> and I was appalled by their audacity. I love Matthew's vocabulary through this entire show. Same. It's very like high school English teacher trying to use big words to sound smart. But it just seems all over the place. It's yes. kind of fun. Matthew all over the place? What? Never happens. This is the part of the season where the audience was really turning against the click and siding with the underdogs. Matthew in particular... We'll have much more to say on the editing of the season down the line, but suffice, he's definitely getting an underdog hero edit at the time. Agreed. It's interesting how split between the workers versus non-workers is edited, depending on who the big characters for the season are. If the show wants you to root for the workers, it depicts the non-workers as lazy layabouts. Whereas if the show wants you to root for the other side, the workers are shown as bossy workaholics. It's, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Agreed. Survivor editors have so much power to manipulate. It also comes down, like, yes, they do to a certain extent, but then you get people like Roger mm -hmm. and to a lesser extent Joanna that, mm -hmm. like, I don't think there's an edit they could give them <laughs> that would give a different angle. There's no way to redeem that. No, you can bury it a little bit, but, like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough. I don't think Jenna's mom was mentioned before that point, and I think she should have been. Agreed. I feel like that story comes out of nowhere, and it would have been interesting to, to build it up before just dropping that bomb on you. Agreed. And I mentioned earlier in the season, now that I know that Jenna wins, it makes a little more sense, but I was like, they're kind of burying her. Mm. And it that makes a little more sense. I don't, I don't think it was the right call because Rob took up so much space in the room that like it wouldn't give away who the winner was sure. if you showed more Jenna. Mm -hmm. But I can see why they made that decision. <laughs> and speaking of which, Jenna's popularity never recovered 
with the audience after the auction scene. Christy was a naturally a big hero of the season, yeah. so beefing with her, or at least seeming to, was never going to sit well with the audience. Mm. To them, Jenna came off as whiny and selfish in the whole exchange, especially when she says, surprise, Christy did that. Yeah, the surprising was a little rough. I, I never held that against Jenna because it felt like, it felt very genuine. But, it is. Yeah. Like, the, the whole, she was very worried about her mom, and that makes total sense. And I really like Jenna, and we're going to talk, I mean, Jenna wins, so we're going to talk a lot about her this episode. <laughs> Spoilers! But, <laughs> but I think that she also, at, I don't know what her reaction to her was at the time, except for saying that, that her popularity never recovered. I think she's probably also a little underrated. Like, if Rob wasn't on, and that's not knowing how she's rated, but, like, I can see Rob takes up so much of the space in the conversation that, like, Jenna played a fucking good game. Mm. Until she didn't. But then she didn't again. <laughs> and then she fixed it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Basically, once Heidi was gone, there's just, like, a few, a few days where her and Heidi made each other terrible people. We'll get into that. That's, I have comments on that. Another interesting auction note. It's revealed on the Amazon commentary, the DUD commentary, that the players had conspired not to bid against each other so everyone could get food. Oh. Jeff caught wind of this and got super pissed. That makes sense. Threatening to end the auction altogether, which explains a couple of things. The one, you didn't comment on it, but Heidi wins the first item, cheesecake. Jeff says no one else in a very annoyed tone. He does. Makes me chuckle. But I just thought that was a fir- that was because it's the first food item people sure. didn't want to bid yet. Two, the plates started getting covered to make the players bid. Oh. Three, Heidi was bidding against Jenna for the letter because Propes and the production basically made her. Gross. Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> gross. And finally, the best sequence of the episode, Rob to Matt. This is going to be the most important conversation in the game right here. Cut to Matt in a confessional. Me and Rob had what was probably the most important conversation <laughs> in the game today. Yeah, there's a lot. And yeah. I think there's also some some good notes here and good stuff, but I think we got to get on to the episode. So thank you. We will continue to read emails as we go along. I have one, two, three, four, five. I I have like six emails that we can talk about, but we will do that at a later date. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. It's it's amazing, and I love your support. And I just want to again encourage you to send things, even if we don't have the time to read it right now. (laughs) Bumper. All right, so this episode came out on May 11th of 2003, only three days after the previous episode. I forgot they used to do Sunday finales. Oh, yeah, that is a thing. That would, oh, that would make my day, though. Two Survivor episodes in a week. Yeah, it'd be cool. Mm. I, I looked forward about a week after the episode aired, because we're not going to have, there's going to be a whole gap between seasons. Honestly, it wasn't that eventful after the Survivor finale. And only really two things I wrote down from before the Survivor finale that I thought were interesting. One, the May 2003 tornado outbreak sequence takes place. Yeah, sounds about right. They talk about it on the reunion. Yep. Apparently it's a really, really bad sequence of tornadoes that completely fucked the Midwest. And then this one's really interesting. 59 Democratic lawmakers bring the Texas legislature to a standstill by going into hiding in a dispute over Republican congressional redistricting plan. I remember, I mean, this is a common tactic that politicians use. It's happened a couple times. It's happened a couple times, and it's shenanigans that I don't think... Uh, it's complicated, and it's it's a little frustrating, but I get why you do it. Yeah. If we don't have enough people to vote, they can't vote. If they don't, if we don't have quorum. Yeah. Yeah. 
The number one song on the charts was still Get Busy by Sean Paul. Although, in Britain, it's Ignition by R. Kelly. Ooh. Ooh. Side tangent just for a second, and I won't get on too many of these, I swear, because it's going to be a long episode. <laughs> but in 2020, I was working as a mail-in vote counter for the presidential election, for the federal election, and state and city and all of that for the oh, 2020 election. Oh, so you stole the election. Yeah, correct. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, okay, side tangent to my side tangent, now that you said that. Yeah, you're welcome. I love the Republican election judges that would be like, oh, those people in Pennsylvania are stealing the election. And I'm like, ma'am, they're doing exactly what we're doing right now. You know the ins and outs of this process. You're currently doing it. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh yeah, I love the way Illinois is doing it. We're doing a great job. But the Democrats over in Pennsylvania are stealing it. I was like, okay. (sighs) Okay. Anyway, the top five movies were Anger Management, the Lizzie McGuire movie, Identity, number one, X-Men 2, but number two... Daddy Daycare. Hey, Daddy Daycare. What do you think the Rotten Tomato score for Daddy Daycare is? I remember enjoying Daddy Daycare, and they made a second one. They sure did. I'm going to go 69%. Nice. Nice. But not. Uh, Audience score of 48. Okay, that tracks. Critic of 27. That also tracks. Okay. (laughs) The comedies of this era are not well reviewed. Like, for example, there's a couple that are like on the You Also Might Like. RV, 24 and 45%. I don't know what RV is. You never saw... Oh, RV was a good one. No. But not. Okay, sure. <laughs> or like, Cheaper by the Dozen 2, 6% by critics and 57% by audiences. <laughs> Comedies of this era, not reviewed well. But I agree, Daddy Daycare, a bit of an underrated gem. At least, if my memory holds up. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those feel-good comedies that's like, ah, oh, put this person in a, a new awkward situation. Ha ha ha. And they're going to learn something while they do it. Correct. Yeah. That That's all? That's all. All right. Now let's move on to the finale of Survivor the Amazon. So we open the episode, as we have seen much of the Amazon, torrential rain, downpours, no one's happy. But So we're all huddled together, and it's weirdly pushing everyone into like a, a nice vibe. Like, yeah. everyone's happy. Even Jenna's happy after her best friend in the game got voted out. And Jenna's ready to go home tomorrow. Jenna's ready to go home. She's the final woman. It feels good. She's happy. She's accomplished all of her goals. Yeah. Tomorrow, I'm probably just going to say goodbye. And all three of you, you're you're a great group of guys. And I'm just, I'm happy I could be here. Two things. Uh One, I wrote down they didn't look that different from episode one. Because we get a recap at the beginning of this episode. Mm -hmm. And all the seasons before this, they've done like like the mirror or the scale. or And they do the scale in this episode. Right. But they look so much different from the first episode. They didn't really look... Their bodies didn't look that different. Yes and no. I feel like the 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 ones who were the most extreme examples... Matthew looks a lot different. He does. But he's so muscular still that it mm-hmm. kind of hides it. And Heidi would be the other extreme example, but she just got voted out. Yeah. So, tough to say. And then I wrote down immediately in this section, Jenna's staying till the end. Because it was, they're putting it on so thick. They're like, Jenna's like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm vibing with you guys. I'm so happy to be here. If I don't win immunity, I know I'm going home tomorrow. But like, so happy to be here. And I'm like, oh, so Jenna's not going home. (laughs) Got it. We're keeping Jenna around, baby. Yeah. And Rob says, you know, we're all friends. We all rely on each other. It's a great vibe. 
Now let's cannibalize each other. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, it is. Like, even when the plan falls apart immediately, like, nobody's... And maybe it's just because they know that all of them are going to be on the jury. We have reached the acceptance phase. Every True. single person has accepted that what is going to happen here in the next day. And then it doesn't. <laughs> Everyone's like... we. Everyone knows, even... The people, even Butch and then Rob, they're like, I laid it all out there. I did, but What I else could. can I do? Yeah. <laughs> so then we wake up, and we're demolishing the old shelter. We're using it for wood. Butch is dancing again like the awkward human he is. Man, his dancing is bad. Butch is weird, man. Butch is weird. And you've kind of came to the realization that Butch is weirder than Matt? Yes. Talk on that. Matthew starts a little weird and then jumps up to very weird and then stays at very weird. Okay. Butch starts at boring and kind of normal and then goes to psychotic man burning down the camp. <laughs> Butch's arc is a, a, a heavy one. Butch, yeah, Matt... Exponential. Matt is crazy earlier, mm -hmm. but then stays the same. <laughs> Butch, at least, he gets buried for a little while, but... We see Butch be pretty normal for most of it, and then all of a sudden, he's a fucking weirdo that's hoarding wood and burning down the camp and dancing like he's having a seizure and all this shit. And Rob's like, hey, I think he needs a psychologist. Yeah. Even Matt's like, man, you're crazy. And if Matt says you're crazy, you're out of your mind. <laughs> oh, that was a great little scene there. That was great. I love that. And we move on to the immunity challenge. It's a rainy immunity challenge. This is a great... I love this challenge. This is a great challenge. It's a great challenge. We have, as I like to call it, the Avatar Blindfold Challenge. <laughs> we have a giant maze, and you have to navigate with a blindfold and retrieve four separate necklaces from four separate points of the maze using only guideposts and your, your feels, yep. your hands, to lead you there. Did you like this one? I love this challenge. I, I do too. What the fuck was Butch doing during <laughs> His best. Did, did Butch even get one? He got one. Uh, you're right. I think he got one. Yeah. Everybody else was pretty close. It was 4 3 3, and yeah. then Butch getting one. How do you not figure this out after two minutes? How do you not get one? How do you not get more than one by accident in that yes. amount of time? If you just keep moving in a direction you're probably gonna find a post right yeah right if you're not good at the guidepost system you choose a direction you and you keep walking till you hit a wall yeah or if you do the basic maze strategy of follow a wall and oh this feels like an open space let me try to search around the open space yeah i don't know oh so something i i do want to point out with that two, two things i guess one, I think I'd be really good at this challenge because I have a really lame superpower, which is borderline perfect directional memory. It's somewhat useful, mostly incredibly, incredibly unhelpful, and I would trade it to get my pancreas back. I want to test this theory, but go on. I can remember places I've been only once years ago. Now, the only exception is if I have to drive there, and if it's not... Basically, like if, if I have to walk somewhere or bike somewhere, I can get there perfectly every time. Driving's a little weirder because I kind of dissociate when I drive, like we all do. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, oh, I wasn't 
actually paying attention to where I was going. <laughs> but like, I remember stopping at a Dunkin' Donuts where I was like, oh, I've been to this place one time in 2017 where I was, I think I might have said this on the podcast before. So I do think I'd be good at this challenge. Two, having just camped in the woods for four days, I don't think I'd be good at Survivor as a whole. <laughs> My other lame superpower is being able to sleep wherever I want. Pretty much instantly in for however long I want. I am so jealous. It's a great superpower that would that is the only thing that would benefit me on Survivor. Even without diabetes, though, boy, do I not like being uncomfortable outside. <laughs> do I hate sitting in the heat and the bugs and the rain? Like I would, I'd be Shauna. I'd be like, "Fuck this, I'm out. Get me out. We're done." <laughs> I oh, I wish I could fall asleep anywhere. I mean, I'm going to a specialist to try to help me sleep. So, man, I I can sleep. I just always wake up at the same time every day. Mm. And unfortunate that my body is so regular that it's, I don't know. I sabotage myself. It's more the, I think my sleep is not very restful. And that's mm. a problem. That would be a problem, yeah. Yeah. All right. Back to the challenge. <laughs> For, I, I would like to mention that Jeff makes a point of locking them into the... Yeah. Like, okay. We didn't need to know that, but all right. I get it. You have to close off the maze so they don't just wander outside, but... You just said, I'm going to shut the gate. You yeah. didn't say, okay, I'm going to lock you in right, I'm going to lock you in. Get it's in there. It's a much more nefarious subtext. <laughs> so, yeah. Everyone's touching Jenna's boobs. <laughs> okay. Not on purpose. Not on purpose. No, it was like one person. It was Matt once, and they had good fun with it. Matt once, and then also Butch did it once. Oh, I didn't even notice. It, I mean, it wasn't like a... It was more of a graze. Okay. <laughs> Jenna has good fun with it. Fucking Jeff's a little weird about it. And Matt has good fun with it. Because, yeah. like, they're blindfolded. Like, you're just trying... You're feeling anywhere around you can. Yeah. I'm sure no one will ever take advantage of being blindfolded in a challenge to grope somebody. Sorry, I'm running through all of the Survivor in my head. No, I think we're fine. Okay, that's yeah. cool. That is a very specific circumstance. It's not the blindfolds that are the problems. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Listen, people don't grope people. Blindfolds grope people. Hmm, what a strange and uh, poignant analogy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jenna wins. Jenna, back against the wall, wins an immunity challenge. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm not going home anymore. So, we get back to camp. And we're always shocked now that the camp hasn't burned down entirely. <laughs> once, we, once we leave for challenges. What a, what a great moment for Jenna to say that. Like, you know what? I was expecting this to be gone. I'm always shocked when I return to the camps and not burn down stairs at Butch. <laughs> yeah. I discovered who Matt is in this sequence. Go on. Who Matt reminds me of. Okay. Michael Scott in the office. Ooh, ooh, I like it, but explain. His analogies are always just kind of off and don't make sense. Like, imagine this. Imagine watching The Office and Michael Scott talks about being involved in a chain. Like, in a, in a, in a trust chain yeah. to fuck with someone at corporate. Like, that could be written right into the show. You could take all of Matt's dialogue, give it... To Steve Carell, and it would fucking work. <laughs> it really would. And I don't remember what exactly he said that made me think of that, but I th I think it was him going through his plan with Jenna, like to us in the confessional, where I was like, "This feels like an office confessional." Mm. 
That is interesting because that whole the whole premise of the office is like that confessional thing, and it was one of the first shows to do it like that, or at least American shows to do it like sure. that. Sure. Can I be? Can I have my own confession? Sure. I don't like The Office. That's fair. It's not for everyone. It's, it's not. A, it's. I think it's overhyped, but I have good memories of it. I think that first season is almost unwatchable. Oh, the first season's not good. It's so hard but like many other shows you need it to like establish who these characters are i mean parks and rec's first season is the worst season yeah i agree i mean there's a lot of shows where the first season is the worst Mm. but i think that season is just downright bad and just not good tv and how they got renewed for a second season i will never know (laughs) i don't like it okay cool Everyone's kind of scrambling. Rob, I'm in a bad place right now. This is yeah, he is. This is maybe the worst case scenario. I mean, it is the worst. Cont- it is. Scenario. He has one vote coming for him. And he knows automatically. Yeah. And the crazy thing to me is Butch and Matthew both make plays for Jenna. It doesn't seem like Rob does. I think he just kind of knows. And Matthew has this whole thing. Matthew and Jenna of like vote. I got Rob for Butch. You vote for Butch, and if I win the final two, I'll take you. Mm -hmm. You can make this so much easier. Hey, Jenna. Mm -hmm. Butch burned down camp and all of your personal (laughs) belongings that you cared about very much. (laughs) Done. You're gone. He's gone. You're basic. (laughs) You don't have to make any promises. You can just say that. (laughs) Yeah. You remember how that guy fucked everything? Yeah. Oops. Yeah, that's fair. And there's there's just a lot of strategizing. Matt and Rob do some strategizing. It is interesting that throughout most of the game, you see Matt kind of be the... He's the follower. And mm-hmm. at this point in the game, he's trying to step up into not a follower. He's trying to make his own game. Is it too little too late? Yes. And he doesn't do it very well. Correct. There is a power vacuum. Because Rob has expended all of his capital... Rob has no more cards to play. Uh-huh. Everyone knows who he is. There's no... We're not in the point in the game where there's like hidden immunity idols and stuff like that, which it wouldn't matter anyway in the Final Four. He has kind of blown his load a little too early. <laughs> hey, when that happens. <laughs> and now he's relying on the people around him, i.e. Matthew and Butch, but Matthew's not 100% committed to him. And Jenna... I don't think Jenna hates him at this point. But I think Jenna does know that he's the one who will win if he gets there. She says as much in the reunion. Yeah, and to a point, she doesn't forget. She True. Know, she knows he fucked her over, and she's held a grudge this whole time. Yeah, I didn't get as much of the grudge vibe. I don't think it's. I don't think like she hates him. Yeah. I also don't think she would drag him along if she had a choice. It's convenient that the person who is the most powerful is also the person that she wants gone. Like that's very convenient for her. Yes and no, because at this point, we're not getting rid of the most powerful person. True. We're getting rid of the... Uh, we're getting rid of Bush. We're getting rid of Bush. <laughs> which could also be considered a goat, but he's very likable. Yeah, I would consider Butch a goat. I don't think if Butch makes it to final tribal with anyone but Matt, he gets a single vote. I'm going to table this until we get to that final tribal council. Okay. Because I, I think Matt is the goat. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Moving on. 
we we get to tribal and everyone's everyone's talking game. Matt's like, I had a multifaceted strategy. I was honest. No, I, you didn't. Like, oh my god! And everyone in the the jury is just shaking their heads. Like, no. The the theme of this episode is Matthew opens his mouth, camera goes to Alex rolling his eyes. That <laughs> happens like seven times this episode. That's a lot of times. <laughs> Rob's like, I don't know how I got here. I don't know how I'm still here, but here I am. And Jenna talks about how she had really high highs and really low lows. I talked to all the guys today. Jeff has a weird moment where he calls it, you're in the catbird seat. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't either, but I mean... I've heard that phrase before, but... You're in the perch position? I don't know. know. It's weird. I've never heard that before. I mean, clearly I have because I've seen this show. Rob breaks down his theory of the case in the same way I did. I have this as my note, but go on. Jeff asks him, like, did you do any, did you try to jockey favor with Jenna, Mm -hmm. basically? And Rob's like, no. Of course not. (laughs) Like, it has, it, it, you can't go to somebody once they have immunity. It's, it has to do with what you did before they had that power. Yeah. And it also, he also kind of talks about this in the reunion show too, right? Is like, getting to know people even when they're not important. Like, you don't have to make friends with everybody, you don't have to like everybody, but, like, knowing them, and knowing who they are, and who they think they are, God, it's so smart. Mm-hmm. And I fucking love that. His exact quote, I don't think anything you do after someone wins immunity will change their mind. I don't I don't know if I'd go that far. Because I think you can make somebody a deal. Yes. But, you don't have a foundation for that deal, unless you've laid that foundation before they had immunity. Yes. So then we, we read our votes. We have four votes. And we have Rob, Butch, Butch, last vote, Butch. <laughs> like, Jeff, Jeff, you didn't say the thing. You didn't say the thing. You've built up this whole thing and you didn't say the thing. I thought for sure we were going to rocks when he didn't say. You threw off our rhythm, Jeff. Yeah, when he didn't say the 13th person voted off of Survivor Amazon, I was like, oh shit, Jenna didn't do it. We're going to rocks. Yep. It's Butch again. Butch is gone. And you know what? That's okay. That's fine. This is the most interesting final three we've had. I... Yes. Because there was no point in this, after Butch goes home and before Rob is voted off, Mm -hmm. where I knew with 100% certainty who was going to the final two. Outside of Jenna winning immunity. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, Jenna could take Rob, Jenna could take Matt. Like... Matt could take either of them, and Rob could take either of them. Like, I honestly, I was like, this could go in any direction. I will also throw, I think, season one, that that last trio is so interesting. It is. Just by dynamics. I think the game hadn't evolved to the point where that gets interesting. Yeah, Kelly isn't as compelling of a person, and Rudy was so likable that I think it, that made, but that is a close second. But she was the rat. Or the snake. I'm not entirely... I don't remember. She was the rat. She was the rat? Rich was the snake. Then I was right. Anyway, Butch is gone. Butch does not come back. (laughs) Yeah. Shocker. Yeah. He's he's going on about his life. He did do the, the quarantine questionnaire, which is fun. With family members not allowed to spill the beans as to Principal Butch's location, theories abounded. Rumors around town was that I had drug and alcohol problems to to even getting special counseling and that I could not be at school, says Butch. My favorite was that somebody saw me in another state living with the Amish because they saw me (laughs) in a buggy. (laughs) 
students were rude and sometimes downright mean to my kids that were in school, says Butch. There were many questions and terrible rumors about me throughout town. Oh my god. So, Butch had a, had a tough experience, which is really funny because they show in the video his hometown, like, in the reunion. Yeah. Of the, hey, we're all supporting Butch, even though he got voted out first. And, like, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. There's not a whole lot of like super interesting. I thought that was most interesting was that people's reaction to him yeah. just like disappearing off the face of the planet for a bit. Because they like, won't. Because this is this isn't the time. I don't know if it's still like this where you can't say that you've been cast on the show. I think there is still a little bit of like, hey, I, I'm sure you could tell people, but you can't like announce on social media. Like, sure. Oh, sorry. I'm going on Survivor. See ya. But yeah, he never regretted going on the show. He communicates with a lot of the contestants. I have heard that he is one of the most, like, get-in-touch-with-people kind uh-huh. of contestants from this season. So he's he just keeps on being that, like, likable, goofy guy. And Did he get therapy after the season, like Rob said? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It does not say that. And he still, he still follows Survivor. He still watches. He is doing the thing... He likes the old school ways. He doesn't like immunity idols, and he likes it when it was very little food and, of course, tough challenges. I think the challenges are tougher these days, but who am I to say? Yeah, I don't think the challenges on his season were particularly tough. No. Would I play again? That's the question I get asked often. Of course, my answer has always and will always be yes. I still miss being out there in the survivor conditions and playing the game. It will always be a part of my life, and I, of course, would love to do it again. Sorry, but you're not even the top half of people in the first six seasons I would like to see come back, but... Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he'd do very well if he came back either. either. I mean, I I don't know that he ever gets voted off that early because he's not a divisive figure, but he never wins. I see scenarios where he wins, where he gets dragged into... He's not the gameplay monster. No. But I see a scenario where he gets dragged by a very unlikable person and wins by doing that. Sure. Yeah, I mean, he won on Thailand. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> there you go. That's all you need. But no, I, I I don't know where he would place in any season. I think you would throw a dart and guess where he'd place in any season. Mm. But I don't think he'd have much of an impact on the game, regardless of what season he was in. Yeah. Cool. So that happened. So we've lo- we're have we down to three. We get back to camp, and boom! Attack of the moths. There are no moths for 37 days, and then suddenly we have all the moths. We watched this episode like an hour ago, and I already forgot about this scene, because it comes out of nowhere, it is gone just as quickly as it appears. It's really pointless, but it's so funny that I have to mention it. Uh, and then boom, moths. And boom, moths. Oh, okay. And then suddenly we've, we've woken up and we're eating all the food. 17 manioc cakes each. We have babasu. We have a big meal for our, our big day. Good. Yeah. If, I mean, we, they clearly rationed well. Yeah. They have all their, their food. They're not going hungry, as opposed to other seasons where they're like, Jeff, can we have more food, please? Fuck. Season two, they did not give them enough food. I will die on that hill. Both teams lost food because of wet conditions. And yeah. they still had leftover food, so... There you go. <laughs> then we get we get tree mail. It's the scale, but they make the same mistake. It's it's, it's a, in kilograms. It's a a kilo scale. Like yeah, they definitely bought them locally. Yep. <laughs> forgot to bring ones that were in pounds. Yeah. Thank God Matt knows the conversion. I get. Yeah, well, yes, 
Matt, who has lived internationally, knows the conversion and thank yes. We know otherwise they'd probably tell them. Like a cameraman be like, hey, it's it's this by the way. I would hope so. Because because otherwise Mary Garvey's be like, I don't fucking know how much. Like I I know a pound is two point two kilograms because I worked in animal medicine. Sure. And everything in medicine is measured in grams and kilograms and stuff. But like. The average American doesn't just know that calculation off the top of their head. No, and to my international audience, we apologize for all of America. I I don't know. Do you like the kilo system or do you like the pound system? I it really is case by case for me. Mm-hmm. Like for weighing larger things, I like the pound system. Mm-hmm. Humans, I like the pound system. I agree. For like for science and math, for science and math, and even smaller things like. <laughs> I smoke weed. Weed's legal in Illinois. I can say that on mic. You can. I don't want to, like, that's measured in grams because it's not very heavy. I don't want to try to measure weed in pounds. <laughs> well, it would be ounces. Sure. I guess you do measure in ounces. Like, eighth of an ounce. Gotcha there. Damn it. You're right. Ha. Uh, okay. But the, doing the conversions is not as nice. No, no. 16 ounces in a pound. Yeah. How many grams in a kilogram? Ten. A hundred. Jared. Ten. Jared. I think it's Ki- ten. Kilo. Hundred. Is it oh a thousand? It's a thousand. It's a thousand. That's why I said the first time. You edited in all those other ones to make you look bad. <laughs> Listen, Steven. <laughs> I, par- I started... Okay, we're recording this on Tuesday. I started listening to music, live music, at 5 p.m. on Wednesday, and I got home at 7 a.m. on Monday. I am tired. You are tired. That's fine. Anyway, there's they do the everyone's lost weight. That's the point of this. We've done this before. And then suddenly Jeff appears. Yeah, that was jarring to us and the survivors. It's always jarring to have Jeff in camp. I think it's Jen. It's like, oh, hi, Jeff. (laughs) Nobody likes it. Jeff shows up. He's like, all right, you've enjoyed the Amazon so far. Nobody's enjoyed it. You've seen a lot of what you could see. Now, we're going to take you in a plane, and you're going to see above. You're going to see all the beautiful landscape. Get in the plane. Get, get, and put the game aside for half an hour. Yeah, that's true. He does say that. Put the game aside. Let the strategy just be gone for a little bit, and just enjoy this. And honestly, that's a good bit of advice. You're at the point where, like, there's nothing to strategize about. No. Like, yeah. just, you'll have time to think. Just be for a little bit. And it seems like they do. Yeah, and they do. Except Rob does Except make, Rob. A, make an offhanded comment. They're like, no, I'm still strategizing. I'm doing the thing. About what? It is gorgeous, though. Like, the, the yeah. whole... Seeing everything and seeing all of the... What looks like endless, endless trees. And we know that the Amazon is not endless, endless trees. Please stop tearing down the, the rainforest. burning it down for farmland. Yeah. I, it was funny. Jenna's like, everyone should experience this once in their life. And I was like, no, Jenna. They shouldn't. Leave it alone. Stop yeah. going there. Stop going to the Amazon. Just leave it alone. Leave it alone. The uh, the Earth needs it. Please. It's the Earth's lungs. Yeah. We need some lungs. We're in a Chicago... We're getting the, the brunt of the Canadian fires right now. And boy, I I don't have asthma. I don't. I can't imagine what that's like. But I just have Wook flu. You do. You're dying. It's not because of this. I should say what Wook flu is, because it kind of sounds like a slur. It does, doesn't it? It's not. I wouldn't just offhandly be saying it. I don't know. I think it 
comes from Wookie, and it is basically a freeloading hippie at a music festival. Okay. It's basically somebody... Well, it, it gets used both to make to make fun of somebody lovingly and also to, like, hey, stop being a wook. Like, you're just mooching off everyone. But also, like, they'll have signs on, like, hammocks that are multiple prequel hammocks that are, like, only two wooks at a time or something okay. like that. So... Can't wait for everyone to email us that that is definitely a slur and Jared is using it out of context and we're canceled. Ah, that's fine. All right. <laughs> Honestly, it's surprising we had it six seasons. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Anyway, they get off the plane. They get to do the the to adorn themselves with decoration. They have a couple sets here. They have a headdress, which I am not thrilled about, but they use it in the challenge, so it makes sense. Yeah. And they have the the body paint, which I'm going to give them credit for in this one. Still, like, it is cultural appropriation, but they gave them diagrams and examples of how to do it yeah. and, like, how they did it. So at least they're saying, hey, don't just, like, paint yourself and, like try to imitate people, let's give you these actual examples of how they do it. I'm just remembering in season one when they're like, coat yourself in mud and then stand in the sun. Yeah, that was a problem. <laughs> that, was, that was definitely a problem. Oopsie doodles. That's all I can think about watching them painting themselves. Because like, man, imagine if they have to stand in the sun again. Like, thank God they only did a couple of lines. <laughs> yep, and Rob's sitting there and he's like, yeah, this challenge could cost me a million dollars. And it does. And it do. So they get their, like, fifth boat of the season. <laughs> right. Tiny boat. And they, they paddle into the tribal council set. You're like, oh, what? We're going to tribal? They're doing their final challenge at tribal council. There's a point in which I thought this was going to be a trivia challenge. Uh-huh. And I was going to lose my fucking mind. You did say that to me, and I'm like... Because, mind you... I like the trivia challenge for Final Four. Mm -hmm. For Final Three, absolutely fucking not. You want something bigger than that in the Final Three. Yeah, and the Final Three should always be a will-based challenge. I like this one. I don't like it as much as the previous ones of, like, Hold the Idol from mm -hmm. seasons one through four. But I kind of understand why they did it, because they were like, all right, People can hold that idol for, like, nine fucking hours. Mm -hmm. We have you at Tribal Council with, the, tribal with, with the, the jury watching. Can you imagine if you were the jury and you just sit there and watch that shit for nine hours? And it was already dark? Yeah. Fuck that. No, they clearly did their test runs with this. Yeah. Because they knew it wasn't going to last super long. No. Unlike the last one where they're like, this is going to last you a while, and then it doesn't last very long at all. And then it lasted like ten minutes, yeah. because they were in a hot fucking cave and it was a torture device. Yeah. Good times. So what they had to do is they had to stand barefoot on a narrow wooden perch while holding the headdress that they, they brought with them above their head. It cannot touch their head, and there are beads attached so that like you can, I don't know, like kind of wedge it. It's so that you can't pull it too far up your head or over to either side. Okay. Yeah. That's how Jeff explained it. That makes sense to me. Rob's was so much higher than everyone else's. Yes. Which, it seems like they got to set where they wanted it, mm -hmm. and then Jeff put the, the tether on. Mistake, Rob, that's so high. Mistake. I It could have been a balance thing. Like, yeah. that's where he ended up feeling comfortable. Yeah, maybe. Like, it did feel like he was extending the beads to its full length, mm. so he could, like, pull against it. But it did get him into the scenario, which at the end, he pulls, 
he's like leaning so far forward trying to hold this that he has to recoil and that's where he falls off yeah it's it is his own undoing is how he set himself up but also long before that matt falls first and later admits that yeah i totally did that on purpose do you believe that yes i kind of do the man is a psychopath, and I feel like he could have done that for as long as he needed to. But when he steps up there, he loses his balance pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's smart enough to do that for show. And I think it might have been a thing of like he was already bad at the challenge and had already been pondering losing it. Was like, mm-hmm. fuck it, I'll just lose it then. Like I don't think he was like I don't think he could have won it. So I think he decided to lose it. Okay. I think his reaction to Rob immediately trying to strike up a deal was very telling that mm. he was not prepared for that to happen. I don't think he's prepared for that to happen. He did not expect in his wildest dreams that Rob would turn on him. Mm. Local man who's backstabbing. It's, it's the fucking leopards eating faces party. Yeah. Well, surely Rob would never eat my face as yeah. he had already seasoned it five weeks before. Delicious. Or five episodes before. Love it. <laughs> the way Jenna handled that, I think, really cemented her winning this game. Tell me more. Jenna had a lot of growth in these last few days. She talks about it. The jury talks about it. Jeff talks about it. And Rob making that deal, he would have to follow through on that deal. Mm-hmm. It's in front of the jury. Mm-hmm. If she says, okay, and steps down, she is guaranteed final two. There's no fucking way Rob goes back on that deal because you've lost Matt's vote. You've lost probably... I don't know how many votes you've lost on the jury, but... Or, I mean, sorry, you've lost Jenna's vote if you backstab her. Like, you probably lost Alex's vote. You probably lost Heidi's vote. Like, uh, who even knows how many for just blatantly lying like that? That's not strategy. That's just lying. Yeah. But Jenna wants to do it herself and is pretty quick on... no. Let's fight this out and take who we want to take. And I think, first of all, that swayed me. I mean, I thought for a while that Jenna was a pretty good player until she was acting like a spoiled brat. And that was like, damn, like Jenna has some conviction. <laughs> like that is a ballsy thing to do. All right. I wanted to hold it till tri- final tribal, but now I think is it is a good time to bring this up. The best thing that could have happened for Jenna was Heidi getting voted out. Correct. Heidi made her terrible. Heidi made her terrible. Heidi made her unlikable. Yeah. And once she was gone, she had to actually like form relationships with these other people. Yep. And she did. And she did a good job. And she was redeeming to the jury, at least more redeeming than Matt. Than Matt. Well, think about when we started, what I started disliking Jenna. It was when they merged after Roger was gone. Mm-hmm. But when Jenna was on her own with Dina and Rob, even though we didn't see as much of her strategizing, we saw, saw her personality. And I was like, oh, Jenna seems really cool. I'm excited to see where she goes. Like, yeah, her and Heidi made each other super fucking toxic. Yeah. And I guess maybe Heidi on her own is just toxic. Because I'm trying to think, like, Heidi was never that great. She's charismatic. Yes. But she doesn't understand her own strengths and attributes. She's charismatic. She's intelligent. She just, uh... I don't know. No people skills. No people skills. And super entitled. (laughs) If you had to work with small children every day, maybe that would also happen to you. Maybe. Anyway, Jenna wins and then has to vote someone out. 
We give the whole spiel. Rob can't vote for Matt. Matt can't vote for Rob. So it's just you, Jenna. And I don't know. There's some talk here. Is there anything you want to pull out from this section of Tribal? The only thing I wanted to pull out is I wish the jury had grilled her on the thing that Jeff does during the reunion. She basically says, I'm not going to take the person that's easier to beat. I'm going to take the person that I think deserves it more. And then picks Matt. Yeah. And during the final Tribal, her and Matt are asked, who deserves it more than you? And they both say Rob. Yeah. And nobody calls her on that. I was kind of surprised by that. Because, like, Dina comes up and makes a different point to her at Final Tribal. And I thought she was calling her out on it. I thought Dina was going to say, wait a minute, you just said that Rob was more deserving. But yesterday you said you kept Matt because he was more deserving. Which is it? And catch her in that lie. That That's does really seem, the only that thing does seem like a lawyer thing to do. I know. Yeah. yeah. It, that was really the only thing of note that I picked out. Because the rest of it's a lot of platitudes. And I was expecting Rob to go. But I was like, maybe. Like, once she said that, I was like, oh, maybe she's actually going to keep Rob. Maybe? Nope. No. <laughs> nope. So we vote Rob out. Rob is gone. Is Rob coming back? Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's coming back in All-Stars. Yeah, okay, baby. I was right. So my my guess to Steven off mic when we started this episode, or when Rob got voted out, was, oh, okay, I see now. Jenna's not going to do All-Stars because of her mom's cancer, and Rob will do it from this season instead. Mm, interesting thought. Or maybe they both do, but that wouldn't make any sense because we only have two spots left, I thought. Or did we have three? We have three spots left. Oh, then they're both going. Okay, well, cool. We'll get there when we get there, I guess. Hey, do you remember when they voted out Jenna or Heidi? Because I Heidi... don't remember when they voted out Jenna. Sorry. <laughs> do you remember when they voted out Heidi because she'd be tougher competition than Jenna? <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Big mistake <laughs> on that one. Do you think that Heidi would have made this run? No. I agree. No, absolutely not. There's so many what ifs in this game specifically. Of, I think Heidi in Jenna's spot. We have an entirely different game. I think Rob wins. Yeah. If Jenna loses one immunity, yeah. Rob wins. Rob wins. Do you think Matt would take Jenna or Rob? I actually do think he'd take Jenna. I think he'd take Jenna too. Yeah, I think he really thought he could win against Jenna. I, I mean, Matt didn't have a chance winning against anyone. Maybe Butch. Uh, yeah, maybe Butch. <laughs> maybe Butch. He'd be closer with Butch at yeah. least. But I think at least Butch could pull a lot more of the female vote than Matt can. The problem with Matt is Matt is not being himself. Matt is trying to be Rob. Well, he admits in, or well, he says in the reunion that it's all an act, that he was playing it up. I don't believe that. I don't believe him either. I believe him being weird was the real him, and then he was like, oh, I need to change what I'm doing because... Rob is doing well, so I'm going to mimic Rob. I will be Rob. I will wear his face. And that doesn't work. People can see through that. Yeah. So, I'm just going to skim through the last day. They they do, like, a memory walk that's not a memory walk. They just paint names on a <laughs> on a box. And you think the show told them to do that? Yes. I think so, too. I do. It, it felt a little forced. It, and they, like, talk it through, but they're kind of, like, skimming through these names. Yeah. They're not doing it to have a meaningful conversation about these people. Yeah. Yeah. They do it in order of who got voted out, too. So yeah, yeah. That, that's a little telling. And Matt's still fishing. I don't know. I, I, they do have to eat, so, like, I get it, but whatever. And they go through the, the old, all right, who are we going to... 
let's talk about this before we talk about it thing that they do with the jury members. Well, they first they have Jenna and Matt do their reflections. And yeah. I just want to point out their two reflections because they're I, I wrote down what I'll call parody summaries of them. <laughs> okay. Matt, I should be more lazy. He literally is like, like humble bragging. He's like, I should just like watch TV more. I could just spend like 20 hours on a weekend learning Swedish. That's what I usually do. And I'm like, Matt, who is this for? What are we doing here, my it's guy? It's for himself. And I can appreciate that. It's, it's weird. It is weird. And then weird. Jenna being like, I was the youngest. I was the smallest. Don't underestimate anyone. And I'm like, oh yeah, unless you're deaf. And then just completely underestimate them and don't acknowledge them as a human being. Right, Jenna? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And finally, before Tribal, they do a, a Viking funeral for the big boat that they just find. Thank God they're going to burn the racist tree idol. <laughs> they bur- Yeah, they they burn the, the tree mail thing. Which, you're right. Thank God. Because that thing needed to die a long time ago. And my favorite part of that is Matt going, All right, I'm going to step back. And then steps forward into the fire. Well, no. Okay. He covers everything in gasoline. Or the way too much gasoline, way too much, or kerosene, or whatever. Yeah, whatever they were using for the lamps, I assume. And then he like uses a, a fire stick to light it, and it like it explodes in his face. But he like leans in instead of like using the torch to like poke it from a distance. Yeah. Um. Can you imagine if the final tribal was Jenna? But Matt's in the hospital, so here are his written answers to your questions because he burned his face off. Please, no. We can't do that. (laughs) I... Would we put Rob back in the final tribal council at that point? That's a great question. I have no idea. I don't either. I mean, technically, Jenna would be the sole survivor (laughs) at that point. Does Jenna just win? (laughs) Win by default. Alright, cool. Final tribal council, here's our opening statements. Jenna, I don't have much to say. You know enough to make an educated decision about me. These people have days to think about what they're going to say in their opening statement. How is that the best you come up with? That's the best she's got. Matt, I provided. I'm dedicated to the tribe. I'm a competitor. I have morality and integrity. So, another thing I love about this season. Mm -hmm. We have now seen what happens when you're the work bot and you get to the end. And it means you get fucking slaughtered. People are starting to catch on. Yup. You can't just, like, be a survivalist. This is as far as the fish economy will get you. <laughs> yeah. Is losing in a landslide at Final Two. Alright. Let's, uh, power through these questions from the jury. <laughs> well, first, Butch, first one to ask the question, gets up, he's ready to ask, and then a tree branch just fucking <laughs> falls. Like, almost lands on him i'm surprised they kept that in yeah it was weird and it was to the point that jeff's like do you want to rethink your question (laughs) that was pretty funny yeah it feels like the amazon's trying to tell you something there butch anyway butch have you lied or been deceitful at least they both say yes yeah jenna's like yeah i lied to dina and matt's like yeah i lied to roger and alex to save my own skin like cool it's a pretty shallow question. Any any follow-up questions there, Butch? Nah. No? Alright. Nah. <laughs> Rob, why does the other person not deserve to be here? What a loaded question. That's such a good question. It is a good one, and we've seen something like it before. And Jenna's, Jenna's answer was pretty good. Jenna says, uh, 
he didn't play the game at the beginning. He tagged along on an alliance, and he doesn't need the money. Yeah, I didn't love the he doesn't need the money part of it. That's not super important, and Dean actually points that out later. It's not super important, but it it, it might sway me. I don't know Matt's financial situation. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's like, oh, he's... I don't know, he's a doctor or something. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need it. That doesn't sway me as much as, like, oh, he's independently wealthy. Like, if he's, like, a fucking, like, Nepo baby or, like, a venture capitalist or something where he's already a millionaire, sure. If he's just, like, well off because he has a good job, I don't care about that as much. Sure. But I did want her to lean more into the... He fucking rode Rob's coattails to get here. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were gonna we were gonna vote him off and he won immunity. <laughs> and then Rob used him to betray our alliance. <laughs> but it she didn't need to. She didn't so. need to. And I and Matt's like, yeah, Jenna didn't contribute as much. She and she wanted to give up. Which I think he should have drilled oh, more. He should, he should have drilled that in more. Cause yeah, he's right. Like, she got held hostage during the Heidi vote. She wanted to go home. She did. And she didn't, and she won a million dollars out of it. Yeah. It's Insane. Crazy. Moving on to Alex, what was your biggest regret in the game? Jenna putting too much trust in distrustful people. Rob. Which is, everyone in the whole world was just looking right at Rob. Hilarious. And Matt, I was naive to begin the game. Supporting Ryan and really putting myself in a bad spot. I mean, that's true. He lined himself with the wrong people in his tribe. Mm-hmm. Interesting that but, he says naive, though. Yeah, he says his naivete, and then in the reunion, he tries to say that his weirdness and his naivete was an act. Bullshit. It's bullshit, because why would you not say at Final Tribal that that was an act? Be like, you could talk about your threat management. No, that is an answer that he watched the show and was embarrassed at his edit and crafted a story afterwards. And again, we're taking hyperbolic versions of these people. But still. But we're also taking the other people that are around them's word for how they act. Yeah. And everyone, to a T, is like, that guy's a fucking weirdo. (laughs) I love a good weirdo, though. Me too. (laughs) Heidi, who is more deserving to be in your spot? Why did Heidi even ask a question? Why did Heidi even ask a question? I expected Heidi to just go, Jenna, you've got my vote, and sit down. Yeah. Hey, Jenna. Congrats. But, oh my god, this was so cringy because she was fishing so hard. She wanted both of them to say, you, you should have been here. And neither of them do. They both agree that it should have been Rob. And again, no one calls her out on the fact that just yesterday she said she was going to take the most deserving person. Uh-huh. And honestly, Matt should have said something. Because imagine the point, the position that puts her into. Because either then she has to admit or lie and say that Matt is more deserving than Rob, and then therefore herself, uh-huh. or that she lied to the jury 24 hours ago. Come great. on, man. That's a fucking layup. Slam dunk, baby. I don't know if it would have won many votes, but that's a fucking layup. But then afterwards, she's like, is is that the only person? And they both kind of look at each other like, yeah, yeah. And Jeff's like, yeah, we, we answered the question. Go sit down. <laughs> Go sit down, Heidi. Yeah, that's great. Oh, it's beautiful. Dina, should we base our votes on need? It, it is kind of aimed at Jenna. Yeah, because Jenna had that comment, mm-hmm. and Dina's like, I took I, I took chagrin with that. Mm-hmm. That's not the word I'm looking for. Close enough. Yeah. Took issue with that. Yeah. Like, hey, you said that. Is that how we should do this? Is this a game about need? 
And she answers it well enough. She's fine. She's like, that's how I would do it. You do whatever you want, but that's how I would do it. Yeah. Yeah. And to Matt, her question is, you said, may the best man win a while ago. And that was a bunch of hooey. Matt fumbled this so hard. Mm -hmm. Because when he said that, Jenna was the next to go. Mm. There was only four people. Maybe there was five, but Heidi was going home. That statement was true. Like, I don't believe Matt's a chauvinist. Like, and he met, because he said something like that. He's like, yeah. he's like, oh, I didn't mean to say that. I'm not a chauvinist. Like, no, but like, you guys did have it locked up minus Jenna winning immunity. Mm -hmm. So your statement from your point of view, like that's, that is like Dina cherry picked the second half of what you said, which is the first part was basically like, yeah, we're going to vote out Heidi, then Jenna, then let the man win. So like, he kind of, got defense or like backpelled and apologized for something he really didn't need to. There's a stronger answer to this question. Yeah, you could have also just made the argument that like, Hey, that's a fault of our language. Like I meant it as like the best human may the best human win. Mm. Yeah. That's not bad either. I don't know that you could have got away with that, but that's a pretty easy answer. That is <laughs> at least arguable. Christy, what was your initial reaction to me being a deaf person? To Matt. Oh yeah. That was specific to Matt. And Matt's very quirky in this one. He's like, you know, I didn't really, like, I didn't see you as a deaf person. I just thought you had a, a funny accent. Which, I mean, fair. Like, this is kind of a weird question from Christy because they, he had been competing against her for a while before he learned that fact. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, that wouldn't change my opinion of someone, or that wouldn't change his opinion of her because he's already been competing against you like he already has evidence of you and your abilities it does seem like a pretty easy question yeah like a layup here because then we're gonna go like full-on in jenna's face yeah how is being beautiful a handicap yeah and jenna's very like very clearly like taken aback on this one like i uh i don't remember using handicapped she's like no you the did. word handicap and she's like no you did and then like three members of the jury are like yeah <laughs> yeah you definitely did <laughs> so i thought because i was attractive people would judge me young as, and attractive both of them yeah young and attractive people would judge me as not smart and not serious and end this with i'm sorry if you were offended yeah not i'm sorry I'm sorry that you were offended. Yeah. And somehow gets Christie's vote. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, hey, people out there, uh, if you ever have to apologize, just don't ever use the phrase, I'm sorry if you were offended. And, and hey, Christie, you are not a good Survivor player. <laughs> I, I like you. You were great to have on the show. Holy shit, you are not a good Survivor player. Yeah. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Dave, what modern influential leader did you emulate in this game? And when I think of Matt, the first thing I think of is Colin fucking Powell, that's for sure. You don't? <laughs> Matt! What a, what, a, what a poll. Matt, what the fuck? What I mean, this is 2003, right? So Colin Powell is more relevant then than yeah. he is now. What the fuck, man? What the fuck? What the fuck? And he's like, how about like his flexibility mm -hmm. and all of this? And I'm like, 
What are you talking about? And here's a fun one. Let's ask the 22-year-old, hey, tell me about a political influencer that you emulate on your day-to-day life. If you pulled any 22-year-old from the street, they're probably not going to have an answer. Okay, but... We're a little more connected these days. Sure, and it also could have been celebrity. Like, he didn't say political. He He didn't. He said influential person. He said leader. Leader, sure. I mean, she could pick fucking Paris Hilton, like, as long as she... But I actually really liked her answer to this question. Yes. She said, I don't emulate people that I see on TV. I emulate people who I know very well. Yeah. And my mom is one of the best people I know, so I emulate her. And Matt's like, can I, can I change my answer? Yeah. Or is Colin Powell a better answer? <laughs> yeah, uh, let's, uh, let's try again. And then that's it. That's, that's all we have. And then we have our closing statements. Matt says, I realize that I have been deceptive. You have shown me the light. You show me the error of my ways. Matt, what the fuck is this? This is a great way to tell the jury that you have no fucking clue what you're doing, even on day 30. Mm-hmm. I don't belong on a pedestal. I don't deserve to have the high moral character title. Oh, yeah. Who was it? It was Alex that was like, if I ever hear the words... Honesty and integrity again. I will burst into flames. It wasn't that, but... Basically. Basically. Yeah. I mean, neither... So this wasn't the most riveting tribal council we've had. Final tribal. No. Probably has something to do with the final vote count. Oh, I think there was not a lot... I think there were a lot of jurors whose minds were already made up. However... (laughs) Matt is just as clueless now Mm -hmm. as he was day one. If anything, more so. The only times he's not really been clueless are when Rob's around. And piecing together all of his confessionals since then, it's like the man's just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. He's way out of his depth. So here's my problem is I don't think either of them had a standout final tribal council. Agreed. I don't think either of them, like, one-upped each other. I think they both had some solid moments, and they both had some pretty weak moments. I also think the jury's questions weren't the strongest. No. That being said, in a a weird, bizarre world, Jenna is more likable and is more deserving in this scenario. The difference is Jenna showed growth. Yeah. And Jenna had to persevere. Yeah. The perception, from my opinion... The perception of Matt going into this final tribal was he's the guy we all didn't like that rode Rob's coattails and got carried to the end. And Matthew, everything Matthew said, especially his closing statement, made that even more true. Mm. That not only do we on the jury not know how Matt got here, Matt doesn't know how Matt <laughs> got here. Yeah. And Jenna showed growth. Jenna showed... The ability to, you know, first of all, win those last two immunity challenges. Take a big gamble on herself in that last one and tell Rob to go fuck himself. Yeah. And, like, grow as a person and a survivor player. And that actually is one of... She mentions being young and beautiful as a disadvantage. Obviously, she knows being beautiful is an advantage as well as a disadvantage. But being young also can be an advantage. Mm Mm-hmm. You're more malleable. You adapt more quickly. You learn. You might be messier, but you also learn quicker. And Jenna Jenna learned quickly. Yeah. Jenna's closing statement was very, like, appreciative of what was going on. She was, thanks for poking and prodding. 
I felt like I put in work at the camp. I worked hard at the challenges, but most importantly, I won when it counted. Yeah. So she knows. She doesn't have these delusions of grandeur like Matt does. No. And that's actually my one complaint against Rob is he played the game too hard. <laughs> you hate the, to say it, but yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm glad he did. And I love Rob and I'm so glad he's coming back. Mm-hmm. But him trying to make that deal in the final three probably won Jenna votes. And it, he wasn't going to get taken anyway. Like, right. I think I don't think that cost him his spot. But you, can't, you also got no one to shut the fuck up. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, like, he blew his load too early. And I don't know if he always had a, ch- or had a choice whether or not to. Like, he knew when he was on the bottom. Yeah. And he flipped it. And he says that in the reunion. And good for him. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. So, that's the end. We go up, we vote, and we see one vote for each. <laughs> you, you're listing out your votes, and you're like... Yeah, okay, so this was my... Before Final Tribal, I listed out the guess, my guesses for votes. Yep. For Matt, I had Christian Butch. For Jenna, I had everyone else. So, Heidi, Dina, Rob, and Alex. And I had Dave as a swing vote, because I didn't know... I had not seen Dave interact with either of them in so long. I was like, I have no fucking clue what this guy thinks. And then the moment he asked his question, I put him over in the Jenna column. Did you have... I thought you had Rob as a swing, too. I did, but I put it in the Jenna column. I had it as a possible flip, depending okay. on the answer, but I was like, I'm leaning Jenna pretty gotcha. hard. Okay. Because I think Rob respects... Game respect game. Yeah. And I think he... I mean, he knows Matt doesn't have any fucking game. That's why he... That's why he brought him in on the chain. That's why he's there. <laughs> yeah. So, we, we vote... Jeff comes back. He's like, all right, see you in America, bitches. On the fucking jet ski. And then he gets on his jet ski and jet skis back to America. And fucking stops at the Statue of Liberty. This is so stupid. I love it. Oh, me too. Me too. It's dumb and give me all of it. If they weren't being serious with it, I would, I don't know. I would maybe enjoy it more. But it, it, for me, it's so tongue in cheek. Like, of course, they didn't actually jet ski back to America. No, I think them being that serious. That would take days. <laughs> I think being serious is what makes it charming. Oh. Because you think about it for even a second and it's the stupidest thing. It, it falls thing. apart. It totally falls apart. Because it's also been six months since yeah. filming or whatever. Yeah. It's great. I love it. He also gets significantly wet while he's jet skiing. (laughs) Just every other shot, he's either super dry or super wet (laughs) and nothing in between. Well, there was a storm. They were supposed to record in Central Park. Yeah, that that is also a thing. But you're right. We get in front of Statue of Liberty and we pause. Like, she shuts the jet ski off, stares at it for a good 30 seconds, and then continues on. If he saluted, I would have screamed. (laughs) Yeah... Uh, okay, yeah. And then he, he gets off his jet ski at the pier. He goes and takes... He fucking takes the subway. Can you imagine being somebody just, like, on your, like, commute and being like, is that fucking Jeff Probst? Yep. What the, what the fuck? Not to mention, he was holding the urn, like, in front of him on the jet ski. That thing should have easily fell off multiple times. Yeah. But yes, he then takes the urn down in the subway. He's like, all right. Don't mind me, random stranger, random homeless man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and he gets out, and we walk into the theater where the the Late Show with uh, David Letterman's being filmed, because apparently <laughs> they were supposed to film in Central Park, and they just couldn't because of storms. Whoops, oops. Could you imagine? And I know you could because you've been in scenarios similar, having an entire set set up, ready to go, and then everyone saying, "All right, gotta move it across town. Let's yeah. go." <laughs> That sucks. 
I mean, you're getting some good rates. You're getting some good hourly rates yeah. on the on that teardown and build. Yep. Yep, so we, we get in, everyone's happy, we're indoors, we see all of our our favorite contestants from past survivors, they're just hanging out in the audience. And Jake. And Jake. Who's Jake? Exactly. Okay. Thailand. What's his name, Jake? His name's Jake. Oh my god. I don't know why, he's, he's just gone. Yeah. I, I recognize his face, but it's just, boom, gone. All gone. Anyway, Jeff sits him down and they're like, I don't know, how do you feel this is gonna go? And they're both like, yeah, we're gonna, I'm gonna lose 5-2. Yeah, both of them think it's 5-2 for the other person. Yeah. They both have the same vote breakdowns I do of the quote-unquote guaranteed votes for each other, mm-hmm. which wasn't guaranteed, but Matt had Butch and Christy, and Jenna had Heidi, and what was the second one? Alex? Uh, Alex, yeah. Alex, yeah. Yeah. And I was actually, you know, when they, they showed Heidi and Alex's votes, I think, but they showed Christy and didn't show her a vote, and I was like... Is it possible that Christy doesn't vote for Matt? You did say, you wild. Did say something like that, and I was like... <laughs> Fucking wild, man. Yeah. I could not believe it at the time. I still can't really believe it. Just Christy doesn't game like everybody else games. Nope. Christy, Christy goes by vibes only. Yeah. <laughs> only vibes. And so we read the votes. Matt gets the first vote, and then Jenna gets the next six. Yup. Yep. Jenna's our winner. We have a new winner joining the crew. By the largest margin. Yeah. We have had one vote votes pretty much every single time up here, up until this one. And I repeat, this is why Brian is a bad winner. He was one vote from losing to Clay. (laughs) (laughs) Matthew would have beaten Clay. Craziness. Yeah. All right. And Matt is not coming back. That's not surprising. No. But Jenna is. Jenna's coming back for All-Stars. Good. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, not a whole lot about Matt out there, so people send me some Matt stuff. I I hear really like good things about Matt, so I would like to I would like more information, but I don't know. I would also not be surprised if he was like if he just lives in the Amazon now, yeah. I would be very unshocked. No, not at all. Matt, fluent in Mandarin cool. First contestant from DC. First person to receive only a single jury vote. Yeah. Not really a reward you want, but... No. But there you go. Cool. Jared? It's time. Rank oh, the yeah. season. Yep. Remind me of my rankings thus far. I will pull it up right now. I think I know. I should have done this. But I think I... it's... I think my ranking is Marquesas, Borneo, Australia, Africa, Thailand. But I can't remember if I put Borneo first or Marquesas first. Okay, here we go. As of right now, five seasons in... Your number one, Marquesas. Number two, Borneo. Three, Australian Outback. Four, Africa. Five, Thailand. Yeah, I mean, this season's number one with a bullet. Oh, okay. So we have, moving into the number one spot, the Amazon. So your new rankings, the Amazon, Marquesas, Borneo, Australian Outback, Africa, and Thailand. Yes. And you stand by that? I stand by that order. Oh, yeah. Wow. You're going to get a lot of flack for Borneo being at number three. But I mean, listen. I, your your arguments are valid. And I, I like Borneo. Borneo's a good season of TV, but it's not a good season of Survivor. I agree. I agree. It has very fun, quirky moments, but it's kind of a mess. It's kind of hard to watch. And the like, I think people only remember the beginning and the end of that season. But like, the they didn't do a podcast on every single episode <laughs> of the season, and the middle's kind of a drag. Yeah. 
when it's just like, oh yeah, we're just eliminating people one by like the like we know the order. Like cool. <laughs> All right, there you have it. Moving on to our next season of Survivor, Pearl Islands. Pearl Islands, baby. This Pearl Islands is the season that I remember Survivor for as a child. Okay, I do know that for a fact. So like, you know who wins? I don't. I just know, like, they, they showed the little trailer of it. I was like, I know these islands. <laughs> I have seen these islands. I remember one contestant. I remember Rupert. I know Rupert does not win, because I remember Rupert going home, even though he was my favorite. So that's all I know. And I if I do remember knowing of Ozzy, and if Oz, I, I don't know if Ozzy's on this season or not. Mm-hmm. Ozzy is not in this season. I can okay. tell you that for a fact. But there are some uh, really good characters on this one. And only one of them goes to All-Stars. Correct. Wow. I mean, it makes sense. They'd literally be playing back-to-back. Yes. So you, that's that's a big ask for someone to be like, all right. You want to turn around and do it again? Well, let's do it one more time. Let's <laughs> go around. Let's run it back. <laughs> uh, good stuff. All right. Yeah, so I know one person who doesn't win. And that's all I know. But I, there will definitely be a lot of deja vu that hits me when I'm watching this season. Cool. Knowing your track record with Survivor and guessing, it's going to be Rupert that wins. The one person that you're like, <laughs> this person can't possibly win. Well, I guess he won. I mean, honestly, maybe. Because the other possibility is that he returns and loses his returnee season. Mm. So I guess that is possible. Mm. Can't wait. So, let's recap, do a little reunion show, give it five, ten minutes of reunion talk. Yeah. Anything that you want to jump out at the reunion? Honestly, not really. The reunion, there wasn't a lot that surprised me. I was, it was kind of a boring reunion show for the most part. It was super tame. I did spoil, like, one of the big reveals that... Heidi's IQ. Heidi's yeah. one of the smartest people there. I did love Jeff basically telling Alex to shut up. Yeah, oh, it does not seem like Jeff likes Alex. No, no, no. Because he does something similar in Final Tribal. <laughs> Alex goes on a long, like, a little longer rant than Jeff thinks he has time for. Uh-huh. And he's like, dude, you gotta wrap it up. Come on, man. It's so... It's it's very weird, and it yeah. feels out of place for Jeff. It does. Uh, <laughs> we... Uh, another weird moment was when he, he was talking to Christy... And he, he did pile on Christy quite a bit in this opening segment where he's like, look at the, here's the clip saying, I will stop the evil stepsisters from ever winning. And then you voted for her. Like, the fuck, Christy? Well, Christy's like, she played a better game than me. Like, she did a good job. Though I did, I did like when Jeff piled on her about like, hey, it sounds like your indecision is what cost you your power. Yes, he's correct. And kind of presses her on it. I was like, good. Like, you should. Not just for Christy's sake, but, like, for future players' sakes. Yes. Oh, I was surprised to learn that Jenna won four out of eight immunity challenges. Mm Mm-hmm. The only person who won more was Colby. Correct. Nuts. I would not have guessed it. I thought she won three. Jenna, challenge beast. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) What's also interesting is that Jeff says... Too bad you didn't have an interpreter in the game. Okay, yeah, that was fucking weird. That was that was gross. Sorry, that was jumping back a point, but all of that, ick. Shauna, I need men. <laughs> Thank you, Shauna. You are correct. Rob, I do have a girlfriend. After watching this show, she now doesn't believe a thing I say. Yeah. 
that tracks. That makes sense. <laughs> they they go super in depth with the taking their clothes off for chocolate and peanut butter, yeah. and I feel like we beat this horse to death. Mm. You're like, come on, dude, we get it. You like boobies, right? I mean, who doesn't? But like, sure. Ugh. Stop. And I think the best thing that we talk about is Rob saying, what advice would you give future Survivor players? And he says, have a working relationship with everyone. Yes. Mm-hmm. So important. So smart. And like, it's... you cannot only come around when you need something. Yes. And we reveal that Daniel got malaria and living with Roger was easier than malaria, but only by a little bit. That tracks. And a weird Kim Possible drawing that gets held up. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really good drawing. It's a good drawing. That's, that's all I got. Anything else you want to pull out? We can go to eBay and bid on the stuff right now, Steven. I'm I, sure it's still up. We'll just go find it. Hold on. Oh my god. Hold on. eBay Survivor Props. Amazon. Survivor Props for sale. I'm seeing a torch from 43 for $2,500. Wow. A challenge flag set for... If we ever six, start Patreon, that's a goal. $1,600. That'd Get be really cool. Hidden Immunity Idol. Oh, that's cool. There's some good stuff in here, man. For way more. There's replica stuff. That's not fun. Okay. No. Well, ooh. I did see a guy at Electric Forest that was using uh, Survivor Buff as a bandana. Because yes. like, there's so much dust kicked up that you that people have bandanas over their mouths. I do that shit. There's a lot of replica stuff. Mm. So, okay. There's only a little bit of actual props. Okay. I do like the replica parchment paper, though. That's fun. Any other email stuff you want to go into? I'm going to speed run just people's finale emails. So coming in from Josh, Butch is apparently very active in whatever Amazon group chat they still have going on. So there you go. Cool. Jenna was super unpopular as a winner. It was very surprising to a lot of the audience. A lot of people thought Matt deserved to win. Words like spoiled brat and bitch were used a ton to describe Jenna. Gross. Don't like that. It has been heavily speculated that editors made Jenna look worse to make it look like the spoilers were wrong. Uh, I could see that to a certain extent. Okay. So, clearly the spoilers had the winner then. Yeah. Yeah, how'd they get that? I don't know. Huh. Maybe somebody had, like, because they, they point, hold it up to the camera, so maybe somebody found the tribal council set was, like, like watching each vote. That would be creepy, and I feel like whatever maybe that's the reason the stick fell they were up in the tree (laughs) (laughs) jenna and heidi had a huge fight about some unknown thing and refused to even talk to talk about each other in interviews after the show whoa according to jenna on a recent talking with t-bird episode they've apparently made up okay interesting this season really reminded me of big brother while rewatching it this time rob was originally in the running to be a contestant on big brother 3 before being cut last second Rob also credited large portions of his Amazon game to Dr. Will from Big Brother 2 and Danielle Reyes from Big Brother 3. So Rob would do really well at Big Brother. That makes sense, yeah. I think he would. It's the it's the strategy part of Survivor without the surviving. Yeah. Not that he had a problem with that, but I it just it plays into his strengths. Right. Obviously, you have all the stuff with Rob. Rob is the Rob has a podcast, Rob. Oh, really? Correct. That's cool. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. So, Rob and Jenna also recorded an Amazon commentary track on Rob Has a Podcast, as well as Rob hosted the Survivor Amazon 10-year anniversary stream on that podcast. Cool. Yeah. 
Rob ends this season as the current third placer out of 44 seasons in confessional count. Wow. So he, that's, That makes sense. I mean, as I mentioned pretty early on the season, like, Rob is the narrator of the season. Mm, yeah, share. He has 21% of the total confessionals in the season. That makes sense. And nobody else is even close. Jenna has 13% as the next closest. Wow. Yeah. That's that's something. I mean, we saw Rob should have won this season. <laughs> and then finally, it's been highly speculated that Christy misunderstood the rules for voting and thought during the final tribal council you were voting someone out. A couple people on Amazon cast initially pushed this rumor, but Christy has always denied it. As a side note, this happened in Big Brother Canada 1 and is worth looking up. That's funny. Somebody fucked yeah, up. I don't know that I subscribe to that just with the evidence we have on hand. I don't know. Christy's always was always kind of a wild card on the show, but like, and Jeff explains it so clearly. I just can't imagine that would happen. I don't know. Maybe, but it just seems implausible to me. Yeah. Especially if she's been denying it. Like, eh. Yeah. I'll just read one more. I guess that was the only finale email that made it in early, but I'll read this one from Carl from episode 13. One, you were in Wausau. We went to school there for two years at UW Marathon County, college which no longer exists. Fun. A day or two is about as much enjoyment as you can squeeze out of the place. That makes sense. The Hmong people are mostly from China, Vietnam, and Laos. Oh, okay. With other smaller populations in the rest of Southeast Asia. And many are from Laos where were recruited by the CIA to fight the North Vietnamese army that were invading Laos during the Vietnam War. Ah. Interesting. Many thousands came to the U.S. as refugees after the Pathet Lao Communist Laotian Party, closely linked to Vietnam Communists, take over Laos. Ah, yeah. Which involves persecution of the Hmong. Uh, Growing up in Eclair, which also has a large Hmong population, you learn a lot of this stuff, although I double-checked to verify Cool. They also have awesome textile art. I have seen some of that. Hmm. Also, Spider-Verse 2 was fucking awesome. Yes. <laughs> yep. Cool. First time I heard the two nickels phrase, I thought it was a person said, I had two nipples, which isn't a lot. Which made me go, so do you not have two nipples? What's the normal amount to have? <laughs> Good question. It's two. Yeah. Unless you have a third nipple. Or you're an animal. You have six. Oh, good point. Aren't we all animals? Well, yeah, but... We're losing the plot. <laughs> I'm all for diversity, but Down syndrome specifically, I'm not sure if that would be possible or ethically okay. Far from a doctor, but I know adults with Down syndrome have... They, yeah, there is like emotional and mental maturity mm-hmm. questions with certain... With Down syndrome, sometimes I've heard like, you know, adults that have the mental capacity of like, you know, 12-year-old, 13-year-old, something like that. I don't... I'm not an expert in it. But as I as I kind of mentioned that talk, like being diabetic, there are certain I don't know if Down syndrome is one of them, but there are certain ailments that make going on the show impossible, or as you mm-hmm. said, unethical. Mm-hmm. I think th- the part that makes it tough is the like they are risking their lives in in a sense that too, and yeah. I I don't know if I would as a producer would be okay putting someone in that position. Obviously, yeah. there are people to step in now, and it's better now than it was but yeah fucking love butch a gem from the line from episode one that you'd never notice on the first watch the men's tribe is talking about butch's banner and as scenes switch you hear butch say we could even use it to cover the wood (laughs) (laughs) he's always thinking about the wood baby uh 
So did the producers wait until the fire had destroyed the camp and then step in to fight it or what? Because there's no way they would have let it burn through the whole swath of the jungle. I, it's the rainy season, so I don't think... My guess is they didn't step in at all, but they probably would have if it would have continued. Mm. But everything around them is wet. Mm. Like, that's the reason they have wood drying in the fire shelter at all. <laughs> Heidi is iconic, and as I'm sure others will point out, which I don't know anyone has so far, is fucking loaded now being married to an MLB player. Wow. All right, good I'll for her. find that out. Which one? Interesting to note that her final words, Heidi says that Matt deserves to win the game because he's been playing well. Yeah, good stuff. And then doesn't vote for him. And doesn't vote for him. Oopsie doodles. She must have thought that Jenna was an inevitability. I mean, yeah, everyone did, including yeah. Jenna. Yeah. Cool. I love that. Let's leave it there. We're done. We're tired. Yeah. Pearl Island's coming out soon. We gotta do a bonus episode. Gotta do a bonus episode. Yeah. Don't so, know what it'll be on yet. Yeah. I'll take a look at my list. Hold tight, baby. Bumper. Well, that'll do it for this season of the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. It's 11 p.m. We've been watching uh, Survivor since 6.30. Yeah. Well, no. We also talked we, for a long had, time. We regaled your stories of uh, doing a, a shenanigans music festival. Good and time. And help find your fiance's phone. That's, that's fair. There was a little bit of that. Anyway, anything you'd like to promote? I would like to promote releasing your inner child. Oh, it's cool. That's why people do things like... It, it's funny. We, we spend so much time as children learning to grow up. And then when we're adults, we do things to make us feel like kids again. You have your retro game collection. Mm -hmm. And I just was intoxicated in the woods for five days. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a lot like being a kid again. We both get weird looks, but it's me playing Game Boy on the train and you just romping Zonked around. out of my mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, Staring at a giant cube for hours. time cube time cube i know her well <laughs> i would also like to promote promoting us i it's we've done a lot this season i'm gonna keep saying it we're doing pretty well in reviews mm -hmm. but keep telling your friends about us yeah we have, we have a we have a, a nice little community we'd like to keep growing it we're probably we're not ever really aiming to make money off of this podcast no. but we want people to listen along and enjoy it with us that was my problem with having a, a twitch channel is like i enjoy doing it i enjoy playing games and interacting with people but if i'm doing it for an empty audience mm. like no one is there it's it it's pointless to me yeah. it's just me speaking to the ether which is fine but it's not what i want to do this is different and we have reaction we have people who are commenting with us and, and following along that's great i love that so thank you that's what i want to promote is you guys I do this because I think it's fun. We started it as a passion project, and we're continuing to do it. Honestly, like you guys give me the energy to continue to do this. And you send emails, and you very clearly are on it when I don't upload in time. So I appreciate you all. That's great. One of the episodes that you guys probably harassed Stephen about was definitely my fault, where I, I, I did a copy and paste oopsie. And had a bumper in for all of the intros instead of, like, the intros and outros. It was... I'm glad I caught it, but it definitely did delay the episode by a day. A full day. Oops. Oopsie doodles. For my co-host Jared, this is Steven. For my host Steven, this is Jared. We'll see you in the Pearl Islands, baby. Panama, here we come. Woo! Bye-bye.